I've just been spending like the last several minutes trying to figure out if I want... I've got three different lights pointed towards my face. I can't figure out which one I want to have on or all of them, or if I should just go with a uh, natural light since I'm doing this during the day. I don't know what color or light I like for the... Okay, it doesn't matter. This is an audio podcast. Hello, friends. You're listening to A Hasty Podcast. I'm your... Uh... Weston Hasty. <laughs> Good morning, friends. It's another Monday morning, and this is your definitely weekly podcast, a hasty podcast. Uh, <laughs> definitely weekly. Definitely did not miss last week. Last week was definitely not missed. You're hallucinating. Last week never happened. Anyway, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, everybody, that we missed last week's Monday uh, podcast. Unfortunately, I got super duper busy. I know you're not going to want to hear this. Look, I, I know you don't care about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm sorry we didn't make it to last week. You see, there is a problem I have, and that is that I do not do this professionally. <laughs> I do not do this professionally. This is not my career. I do not do this full time. And sometimes the real world outside of my podcast or any of my other projects, sometimes that just gets in the way. But, but, there is a but. There's a big but. A big round voluptuous but that we can consider right now. And that is my Patreon.com. You can go to Patreon.com forward slash Weston Hasty and support me over there for as little as a dollar a month. And your support goes to helping make this podcast a more stable experience. Meaning that the, the more that my projects uh, support me, the less I have to rely on outside shenanigans, you know, like a full-time job, whatever that is, to help support what I do. And that means the more support I get from all of you, the more time I can spend doing these projects and making them a full-time consistent thing. So if you would like to see that happen one day, like Alex Duquette or Blazebat, my loyal, long-time standing Patreon supporters, if you would like to support me just like they do, patreon.com forward slash Weston Hasty. Link down in the description thing of wherever you are watching or listening to this down below or wherever. You know what to do. Hello, everybody. It's Monday morning. It's not Monday morning for me. It's not at all Monday morning. It's Monday morning for you. For me, what day do you think it is? What day do you think I record this on? Do you think I record this the same day every week? Definitely every week. Definitely didn't miss last week. Do you think I record this the same time every week? Or do you think it's the, a different day or time every week? Sp uh, spoilers, the answer may surprise you. No, uh, oh my goodness. The thing is, right... The thing is, I don't record this uh, the same day or time every week. So far, I've had a really hard time of figuring out exactly what time or day works best for me to do this because I constantly let other things jump in the way and influence when I can record this. Uh, mostly, like, out of either laziness. No, I, you know what? I want to give myself more credit than that. It's not laziness. I think it's just a mismanagement of time. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> the fact that I'm lazy or the fact that I can't manage my time. I don't know which one's worse. Uh, you can judge me as appropriate. I think it's a mismanagement of time. I think what happens is that I have a long work week, um, which, like, a lot of content creators who have to work full-time and then do their hobbies or passions on the side, right? So, say you're a streamer. I stream. So say you're a streamer, right? You have a full-time job. You work your, say you're eight to four or whatever the case might be. You get home after uh, after work and you get cleaned up and you maybe have some dinner or something like that. And it's like seven o'clock and you stream until like 10 o'clock and then you like go to bed and you do it all over the next, all over again the next day. It's, it's a grind. 
if you're doing it like that, if you're doing your hobbies and passions and stuff at the same on the same days that you do your work, because it's a very full, a very packed day. It's a very packed day to fit your job and your other stuff into one day. And if you do that for a week, you know, say you have your work week, your Monday through Friday or whatever you might have. By the time, whatever your weekend is, which for me tends to be Fridays and Saturdays is my weekend, but it's, say it's Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, whatever your weekend is, I hope you get a weekend. Maybe you have split weekends where you have uh, a Saturday off and a Tuesday off or something. Those suck. Split weekends suck. And I, I feel for you. I've been there. I know it. I hate it. But whatever your weekend is, by the time you get to the first day of your weekend, you're, you're, you're completely just trashed, right? Or at least I am. Maybe you guys have more energy and motivation than I do, in which case, if that is the case, I applaud you because I don't have that kind of energy and motivation. So my, if my weekend starts on a Friday, my Fridays usually consist of me sleeping in until at least noon, <laughs> and then half my day is completely gone. It's wasted. Here I am. I asked you guys what, what day or time you thought I... uh record this and I hope you've made your guesses. It's currently uh, 20 after 2 on a Friday. I woke up about two and a half hours ago. <laughs> I got up. I drank my breakfast. For those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, I drank my Huel. I'm almost through my final bag from my first shipment. I'm currently drinking the cafe latte flavored bag. It, you know what? The Huel stuff really grows on you. I think that's a topic for another podcast, another day or whatever, but the Huel really grows on you. I, I have my second shipment in. It's got two other flavors. I don't even remember what I've ordered, so we'll talk about that more later. But speaking of today, I woke up, and I, I drank my breakfast. I did some dishes. I took a shower. I watched a little bit of YouTube, and now I'm sitting down to do my podcast. It's 20 after 2, and all I have accomplished today is drinking food, <laughs> dishes, and bathing my body, <laughs> which I, it's a, you can decide for yourself. At least one of those three things don't really feel like an accomplishment. <laughs> Taking a shower isn't really a major event for a day, or it shouldn't be, right? It should be like one of the three things you do in a day. Like, like it should be either a given or like just at least just a, a, a non- a non-issue, a non-thought, you know? I don't know. But um, I've done nothing today because I've been asleep. And so that means I have a lot of stuff I'd like to do today and no time to do it. In fact, I've already kind of given up on today. Something about being a content creator when you also have a full-time job means that I, in my opinion, there should be a day that you just take off, at least one day a week that you just take off of everything. A day where you're not working your full-time job and a day where you're not actually pursuing your creative endeavors, or at least not seriously. If you decide to like pursue it lightly, that's fine. But something where you're not like constantly working every single day of every single week of every single month of every single forever... You know what I mean? Like, I have a weekend for my full-time job, but I feel like I never have an actual weekend from the things that I do. And I love doing the things I do. Uh, creating YouTube videos, streaming. Recently, I've been taking up writing uh, my poetry. Again, it's not got a schedule like some of my other things. It's just kind of spur of the moment. But I've been really pursuing that here lately, doing this podcast, all kinds of things that I do on the side that I do definitely enjoy doing, but they're all in creative endeavors, which requires a lot of your brain effort. A lot of your brain effort. And I don't get I don't give myself a lot of time in a week in terms of like a day to just completely just 
chill, turn my brain off and just enjoy life and go outside or talk to friends or anything. I know it's COVID and I know that we're already limited in many ways, but beyond that, just to break the mundanity of doing the same thing every single day. And I do think it's very important to pursue that. And I'm currently trying to figure out how to work that into my week. So today, today's going to be that day uh, because unfortunately I have a ton of work I need to do tomorrow. So I can't take tomorrow off. So today I'm doing the podcast. I don't think I'm going to edit it today. And of course it goes up on Monday. So I've got, I've got two, I've got two days to get this podcast ready. So I don't think I'm going to edit it today. Um, and I will be streaming today. I have to. I already have my YouTube stream that I do every Friday. But I think that there's uh, something else I'm going to do after this. After I do this podcast. I have an experiment I'm running right now. And you guys could t- check it out. It will be up. You can go watch the VOD. You won't be able to see it live because it will have already happened. But I will be on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash magicmanmo. And today for the first time for I don't know how long I'm going to do it. Uh go an hour or two or what may depends on how in how how interested in the game i am i'm playing i guess but i'm gonna be experimenting with uh being a vtuber for a couple hours today uh it's something that's been really exploding on twitch and youtube and in the streaming world in general if you're not familiar with what a vtuber is it's the v stands for virtual tuber is short for youtuber but the thing is uh you don't have to be a youtuber to be a, a vtuber uh i think the, the 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 sort of suffix I don't the root word tuber wh- whatever you want to call that because it derives itself from from uh, the word youtuber which is already a made up word for a person who does YouTube right this is all very new language stuff so I don't know what to consider tuber because if you call it a suffix then that makes the u in YouTube the root word <laughs> which doesn't feel right because it doesn't feel like the word YouTube has a root suffix or prefix it's just the word the root word is YouTube but anyway I digress going into linguistics here. The tuber has just become kind of synonymous with person who does online video content, more or less. Because if you're a VTuber, you don't have to be on YouTube. You could be on Twitch or really anywhere that streams. VTubers tend to stream more than they do video making. In my experience, they can do both, absolutely, or they could just do video making. Um, There's no limit to that, obviously, but uh, what has become traditional now, if VTubing has truly been around long enough to be considered a traditional art... uh, What's become traditional now is that VTubers stream a lot. And it's completely exploded in the streaming world of YouTube and Twitch. Uh, And I've become fascinated in it myself. I have been on YouTube for a tremendous deal of time, especially considering that I am not successful at it. But I've been doing it for a tremendous amount of time. And when we get these new huge waves of popularity in a certain field or genre or category, I become very keenly interested in it. Some, Some things more interested than others. And the VTubing aspect of it, because it uh, intersects with uh, streaming video game content, typically, and because streaming video game content is something that I do, I've been uh, interested in, like, dabbling in it myself, which is a little strange because I'm at the point where I am starting to grow a bit of... A, a bit of a brand. I don't think I'm at the point where it, it feels right to say that yet, but I'm trying to grow a brand with my face in it, basically across all my different projects that I do with my brand and my name in it between the Magic Man Mo and the Weston Hasty channel, this podcast, etc. I'm kind of growing this brand around myself a little bit. So it feels a little strange to be interested in doing a VTubing uh, project that basically removes my face and potentially my name if I wanted to like have some sort of like avatar name or something like that, something that uh, an alias of some kind. But 
I'm digressing a little bit. The point is I've been interested in this field for a little while now, and I've been watching these other VTubers, uh, a couple of the major groups you may or may not have heard of if you're uh, if you're familiar with VTubers or not, is the major groups like Hololive is a major idol group based out of Japan that has, that, that like, um, I was gonna say has, but hires or, or whatever VTubers. V Shoujo, which is a new one, which I think they're based out of America. I need to double check that. I think so. But they, they're an idol group as well for VTubers. And then there's a whole slew of independent VTubers as well that aren't associated with a brand or a name or a company or something like that, other than just themselves. Um, so those are some groups uh, to familiarize yourself with. And there's just so many, so many more than ever there was in the past. I remember uh, being interested in VTubing before, like VTubing really was defined or had like a word. Yeah, back with like uh, I, uh, AI channel or I channel. The She's a Japanese VTuber from a bajillion years ago. She's been doing this for a while now. Or, um, oh, who's the other one that I'm trying to think of? The British... Uh, Oh, who's the British lady who does VTubing? She does she does like these... I can't think of her name right now. I've completely blanked. I know her channel. She's a British lady that does like vlogs with like... She's in real life, except for her. She's like a, a, a animated model in a real world uh, setting. But I can't think of her name right now. But there's other characters like that that have been around for years, for many, many years. And I remember uh, discovering this years and years and years ago and being kind of interested in that but not understanding the technology. I thought it was neat, kind of like a gimmick. I thought it was a neat gimmick to be able to do on YouTube. But in terms of my use of it, I didn't want to uh, like pursue that myself. Although I have had interests in doing animation and that kind of thing in the past. I've never pursued it. Here lately, we're in this sort of weird renaissance I guess, I don't know if renaissance is the right word, but like of uh, VTubers for just everybody. The technology has become available now where you can create some kind of animated avatar either in the 2D or 3D space and stream content over that. I've been interested in that. And like I say, over on twitch.tv forward slash magicmanmo, I'm going to be experimenting with a little bit of that myself. I'm going to be streaming... uh, ancestors a human odyssey or whatever a a mankind odyssey whatever that game is the one where you play as like an ape or something (laughs) like early man i'll be playing some of that today i guess and um as a vtuber i i have an avatar that i created myself personally uh it's not good it's not good it's not well animated it is very amateur very very bad very bad indeed but i made it myself uh, I didn't hire an artist to do it or anything like that. And I'm going to be experimenting with that world to see uh, how it differs in certain regards than streaming regular content. Because when you stream regular content, regular Let's Plays, uh, you have a few options. You can go completely without a face cam, and then you just you have to be a vocal talent over the gameplay that you're playing, right? You have to be a very interesting vocal talent to pull that off, Uh which is very difficult to do these days. A lot of expectation around uh, Let's Plays and streaming does require uh, showing your face in some kind of face cam, some kind of interactivity in that space. So you can go that route as well. You can have a face cam uh, where you show your face and you can emote physically. So if you, if something happens on screen, that you, you can react to it, not just vocally, but of course visibly as well by making a face or waving your arms or whatever you may do. That's that's what I do, is I have a face cam. I interact with my content, not only vocally, but also visibly. The thing with VTubing is that it's this kind of in-between space where it's like having a face cam, 
but also it's not your real self interacting. So it's kind of in between because depending on what technology you're using and what your budget is and what resources you have available to you, it, your, your visible reaction to something may be limited to what you have programmed into your avatar to be capable of doing. But at the same time, if you really have the money and budget and resources, there's some really, really, really detailed um, ways to emote yourself um, through a virtual avatar. You could wear freaking body suits and stuff that completely track your hands and arms, and you can have cameras tracking your eyes and your facial expressions, and you can have a number of different emotes uh, tied to your expressions that aren't possible in real life. You know, I can't turn my, I can't turn my eyes into a giant X to look like I'm doing a, like an anime laugh, if you know, if you're familiar with anime, the weird anime expressions that you can't physically do in real life, but obviously when you're drawing a character, you can. So VTubing kind of exists in this uh, in-between space with face camming, but also this space that's beyond the abilities of face camming. It's very interesting in that area, and it depends on your resources and how much money you're willing to spend on it for artists to do it for you, or how experienced you are as an artist yourself to make it possible, whichever one is available to you. So it's, it's this weird space. And that's why I've been interested in trying it, because I'm curious to see how it differs once I put myself into the experience of doing it. I can theorize and think about this all that I want. I can theorize and think about it all that I want and try to dissect it as an observer. But until you put yourself in that space yourself, you don't know what information you don't know. <laughs> Um, which sounds like an obvious statement. You don't know what you don't know, but it's very important to know that, to remember that, that... Uh, that, I don't know, that phrase, that saying, that you don't know what you don't know. That is very important. In everything you do, not just in, in, in streaming, but in life, keep in mind that you don't know what you don't know. And if you remember that, I think it makes you a more empathetic person towards other people's uh, passions and experiences. I know that's a bit of a digression, but... Coffee. Sorry. I had to sip my coffee. <laughs> so I'll be doing that on twitch.tv forward slash magicmanmo. If it goes over well and people seem to like what they see, uh, maybe I'll experiment with doing that more frequently on Twitch. I don't want to do it on YouTube because I have something of a split audience between uh, YouTube and Twitch, I think. Uh, or maybe, maybe not even a split audience, but I have like a split intention between the two. So I stream between both YouTube and Twitch. I stream to both uh, separately. Not at the same time, which, by the way, uh, I don't recommend that you do. <laughs> if you're, if you're uh, going to stream to multiple platforms, I recommend you just do it all at the same time and do it through like something like Restream.io, or if you have one of those uh, Streamlabs Prime subscriptions, I think you can do it through Streamlabs OBS. Uh, there are different ways to stream to multiple things at once that are less intensive than actually doing it, like literally streaming to multiple things at once through using your own computer setup, which is extremely intensive to be able to pull off. But you could do it if you have that kind of system. But um, I recommend doing that. I can't do that because I have an affiliate contract with Twitch that I hastily, haha, that's my name, rushed into back when I could do it. Um, back when I was doing Twitch a lot more frequently, I had a morning show on Twitch and an evening show on YouTube because I could pull that off with my work schedule at the time. I can no longer pull that off. My work schedule has changed. And so Twitch has kind of fallen by the wayside, which means my Twitch, whatever Twitch audience I was building once upon a time has, has pretty much uh, really whittled its way down to basically nothing. So 
there is still a reason to consider streaming to Twitch, even for someone like me, but it's more of a, as an experiment. So, Twitch, for me, is kind of a place to experiment with ideas where I don't have to worry about any actual uh, expectations of my channel because it's so small. This is something that uh, small streamers, Let's Players, or even content creators should keep in mind. When you're, when you're very, very small, don't worry about, like... Don't worry about the grind of getting more people to watch your stuff and feeling bad about people not watching your stuff or, or consuming your stuff. Worry more about experimenting on your content itself, developing yourself as an artist or a creator. Worry more about that. People will find you eventually once you once you figure out how to do what you're doing well, basically. Uh, although it could take a significant deal of time. Once you once you got to, once you get to the point where you know what you're doing, you like what you're doing, like you're you know you're improving and you're creating something that you think is amazing and worth sharing or whatever. I think is when you're going to start actually getting um, a little bit more traction. Uh, but when you're very small, especially when you're very new, don't worry about oh no one's watching me stream. What can I do to get people to watch me stream? It's like bro, you just started streaming last week. Your streams probably aren't that great yet because you haven't developed as a streaming creator yet. I'm not you know. Again, not trying to call out small streamers as being terrible. I just mean like when you're new, chances are your content, whether you're streaming, making videos, whatever, it's probably terrible. And you're going to see it yourself down the road. You're going to look back and be like, wow, I have improved. But um, don't worry about that when you're brand new. Like, oh, no, no one's watching my stuff. It's like you need to focus on your content first. Anyway, I'm, di I'm, I'm completely uh, digressing from my point I was trying to make. Is that I do both um, separately. And that's why I'm doing this uh, the weird VTuber experiment over on Twitch, because I don't expect many people to actually see it. But we'll see how, based on who I do expect to maybe see it, who to come by, that kind of, how it differs from, from my usual thing, basically. So it's a nice place for me to experiment with content that is different from what I already do on YouTube, where I have a, a growing audience that knows me for a handful of things that is not VTubing. So it's a place where I can kind of experiment with both. And I would say, I would say, it's weird. We actually have a, um, a, a hashtag hasty podcast topic that I got over on Twitter. By the way, if you have any questions or comments or topic ideas, anything of that nature, you can contact me um, on Twitter using the hashtag hasty podcast. And I use that to kind of like get an idea of topics that I can cover or questions I can answer uh, for the podcast. And here a while back on Twitter, I put a couple polls out. This is this is related, I promise. I put a couple polls out to see if I can try to find a trend that I've been suspecting is true, but I wanted to get other people's opinion on it because sometimes what I suspect is true doesn't turn out to be true. Now, I have a very limited audience on Twitter. I don't, you know, I'm not huge on Twitter. I don't have a very broad range of all types and walks of people on Twitter. But I put this poll, I put two polls out. I pulled a poll out. Hey, everybody, if you're a streamer, what do you prefer streaming to? And specifically, I was looking for between YouTube and Twitch. Do you prefer streaming to YouTube or do you prefer streaming to Twitch? And as I suspected, more streamers prefer streaming to Twitch, which was interesting. Because the follow-up poll, <laughs> this was the kicker, if you're not a streamer, if you are a viewer, which do you prefer viewing your content from? Do you prefer watching streams on Twitch or do you prefer watching streams on YouTube? And this is interesting because I, I, I know every streamer thinks 
that they know the answer to this. But I had a suspicion, as someone who does both, which way it might go. And what I discovered is that according to my poll that I ran on on Twitter, more viewers prefer watching streams on YouTube over Twitch. This was very interesting because Twitch is known for streaming. If you're someone who doesn't watch YouTube or Twitter, uh, Twitch, and you're like, oh, I'm interested in maybe getting into some streaming content, in my mind, you're probably more likely to be recommended to Twitch. But if you're familiar with both, it seems to me that more people are getting into watching streams from YouTube. And I think that the reason behind that is the fact that a lot of people don't just watch streaming content. Some people like to watch a mixture of content, of media, anything between like TV, uh, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Twitch. People are not just watching one platform. People watch multiple platforms. Think about your own life. You probably don't go to just only one platform to watch literally all of the media you consume. You, you you probably don't. Do you watch TikToks? You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're watching videos on YouTube and you're like, oh yeah, no, I only watch YouTube or you're on Twitch. Oh, I only watch Twitch. Do you have a TikTok? Do you open Twitter and watch videos on Twitter from time to time? That proves my point. You don't watch media on one platform. You watch it on multiple platforms. So what I have been suspecting for a while now is that there is a growing audience for watching streams from YouTube because people are already spending time on YouTube to watch videos, which you can't do on Twitch. You can't just watch videos on Twitch. You can watch VODs, but there's not a good way to search VODs on Twitch. All right. The, the Twitch does not really care to promote VOD watching on Twitch. The, the, their big thing is streaming. So you don't really watch videos on Twitch. So that was very interesting to me. You have it set up this way where it seems to me like there's a growing audience that prefers streaming on YouTube over that of Twitch. And so this the, the reason I brought this up is because I did these di- different polls. I did these different polls. And yeah, anecdotally, people can explain why they prefer one thing over the other. And I think both platforms have their pros and cons. The thing that I find interesting is those pros and cons specifically. So as a streamer, Streaming to Twitch is far more convenient than YouTube. On YouTube, there's a number of different hoops you got to jump through. Even to set up your channel for streaming, you have to like kind of verify your account with a phone number, which uh, you do not need to do on Twitch. I don't remember. I don't remember the exact process of getting set up for live streaming on YouTube back when I first started. It was a slightly different process than it is now, and I don't even remember what my process was i think it's easier now but i i think i think literally all you have to do to be eligible to live stream to youtube now is verify your account with a phone number which doesn't sound that hard but it is an extra step and also that verification process is hidden in your settings which if you've never like, created for youtube before is kind of a weird place for it to be hidden because getting to your settings like you have to go to your studio you have to realize that the your bar on the left with all your different um like uh like, like your 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 dashboard and your content and your analytics, all that stuff. You have to realize that you can actually scroll down on that because that's where your settings are hiding. It doesn't look like it scrolls, but it does. And you have to scroll down to your settings. You have to open it up and it opens this weird pop-up box and you have to find the specific verification tab. It's a weird place to hide this. And I think it's in a weird place because once you've done it once, you really don't need to do it again. So it's in this weird place. It's kind of hard to get to because that way it's not like up front and center because then you'll never use it again. Um, 
But that, again, that being said, if you've never created content for YouTube before and you have no experience with this, why would you know how to find this? It's kind of a weird place to hide it. Twitch doesn't have that problem. If you're a streamer, especially if you're new, it is much easier to get started over on Twitch. I think the, um, the culture between Twitch and YouTube is a little bit of a different story. Uh, I think the culture on Twitch is more... Like, there's a lot more, like, in-jokes. That like I think there's a much more standard culture on Twitch that if you are an outsider to it is a little off-putting, where, like, you just literally don't know what people are talking about when people start saying poggers or keck W, however you say that, or whatever. Like, I think there's a culture on Twitch that if you're an outsider is just completely alien and a little scary and you literally don't know how to communicate with people anymore. <laughs> um, so culture-wise, I think Twitch can be a little hard to get into as a streamer but if you're if you're just making content as a streamer you don't it won't take you long to learn it it's just if you're again if you're an outsider it could be a little intimidating that's like maybe the one thing going against you with streaming on twitch is that the culture may, might be a little intimidating to an outsider that's it and it's not like it's hard to get into but it does take time and maybe a little bit of effort to learn that stuff Whereas on YouTube, uh, I don't think the culture is quite as standardized I think YouTube uh, spans a much broader audience of people so you have a, a a mashing of just basically all cultures into youtube so you don't have this like one understanding of how to communicate with everyone on, on youtube so no matter what you do you can probably find an audience you understand <laughs> because because they sort of speak the same language or the same culture that you do and you might slowly get other people uh, speaking differently or introducing new cultures to you while you make your content in YouTube. I think it's a, 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 a slower transition on YouTube. The downside of YouTube is that I think it's just harder to get yourself set up to stream. So you get yourself set up, and then you have to, like, schedule streams. You can't really just sit down and just just go like you can on Twitch. As a streamer, you have to kind of set it up. There's metadata and stuff that you have to faff around with if you want to be successful. But here's the thing. Between the two, between the two, I prefer the rigmarole that you have to go through on YouTube over Twitch because that means YouTube has a lot more data on you to actually freaking promote you <laughs> on its platform, whereas Twitch has nothing. It has your title and what game you're playing. And that's all it has to go by. Uh, there is a problem with both platforms when it comes to streaming, and that is visibility and getting your content out in front of new eyeballs. Twitch is abhorrent about this. If you're a new streamer, no one's going to see your streams. Not because no one wants to watch it, but because Twitch will show it to no one. No, no one's going to find you. Uh, it's, it's really terrible. YouTube has a similar problem, but I think it's getting better basically every every. I don't want to say every day, but it's getting better much more quickly than Twitch is because it already has... Um, an algorithm in place to deliver video content to people. It is now getting better at delivering stream content to people. Because YouTube is not primarily and focused on on streaming, uh, it is harder to find stream. If you're interested in watching streams, it is harder to find streams on YouTube than it is Twitch because Twitch is literally just streams. So it's harder to find streams on YouTube, but YouTube's getting better at promoting streams to people that are looking for it all the time. They're getting better about it all the time and actually getting people visible using all that data that they collect from you, from your, not just your title and game, but from your thumbnail description. They, it's pretty much understood that they, they don't use the tags anymore, but all that information, as well as the insane power of Google to like sift through what you literally say during a video or a stream and collects that data and, and 
uses that to to share your stuff with other people. So it's getting better all the time, whereas Twitch seems very stuck weirdly in the past in terms of visibility, where if you're already big, you only get bigger. And if you're tiny, you never break out unless you're doing something wildly different from everyone else and happen to strike it lucky and get some somebody's attention, basically. So it's interesting that uh, streamers prefer Twitch because it is easier to stream to Twitch, but that doesn't make it easier to grow on Twitch. Twitch is insanely hard to grow on. But I do think that's a different story because I think everyone with aspirations believes that they will figure out how to break out on Twitch. And if you run the grind, you might... But that grind can be a very long one, and it can be longer than some people are willing to put forth into the grind for any number of reasons. You can only grind streaming to like one or two viewers for so many years before eventually you're like, you know, I'm going to move on with my life. I got other things I want to do as well. And I'm not kidding when I say years. Uh, Everyone looks to the people that sit down and start streaming for a month or two or three and finds... Um, a modest but sustainable audience. It's like, oh yeah, I can sit down and start streaming to Twitch for a few months, and I'll have, I'll have my Twitch affiliate. I'll be getting fifty viewers a stream, and then in a year, I'll have my partnership where I'm streaming to two hundred, three hundred, four hundred people at a time. That, that's that's really lofty. That is much more difficult to do, and everyone hears about the people that pull it off, but you don't hear about the thousands of people that fail. So. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Whereas on YouTube, you have a few more options on YouTube. You can start streaming to YouTube, and if things don't go your way, you can start making videos <laughs> and posting them, and you can shift gears. You can change what you're doing on YouTube on a dime. You, do, you can. If something's not working, you can change everything, and it doesn't have to be solely tied down to streaming. You can stream. You can make videos. You can do both. <laughs> Um, you have more options on YouTube, which is why I prefer YouTube, but it is easier to start on Twitch in terms of just sheer setup. So the other poll, where do pe- where people prefer watching content? The fact that uh, on my poll, people said on YouTube, I think really doubles down the fact that if you're a new streamer, if you're looking to start making content, go to YouTube or at least don't ignore YouTube. This is why I was saying you can stream to both. You can do you can find a service that streams to both. You can go to restream.io and go to Twitch and YouTube. Just don't sign an affiliate contract with Twitch because then you can only stream to Twitch if you're streaming to Twitch. Uh, like it, if people get confused about this. If you sign an affiliate contract with Twitch, you can stream to other places just not at the same time you're streaming to Twitch. So if I'm streaming to Twitch, I can't send that stream anywhere else. In fact, you're not even supposed to be able to uh, uh, like re-upload, well, uh, repost that VOD, the video from your stream, for 24 hours after your stream ends, according to the contract. Uh, the, at least the current contract last uh, at the last moment that I read it, because I read my contracts because I'm a nerd and I read my contracts. Anyway... That's a whole other thing. You can stream to other places, just not at the same time you're streaming to Twitch. So if you're new and small, probably don't sign that affiliate contract until you know for sure that you're going to be locking yourself down into one platform. YouTube has no such contract. You can restream to anywhere from YouTube. Facebook, I know less about. Facebook is a growing market for streaming and video game content. Uh, if you're interested in streaming or making videos for Facebook, you're going to have to do your own research on that. I, I hate Facebook as a platform. 
I have no idea if their gaming is any good. I just hate Facebook, so I don't do anything to do with Facebook. I sit down on Facebook. I literally don't know how to use the darn plat. It's too hard. There are too many tabs. I can't figure out how to get to anywhere. I, I hate Facebook, so I can't tell you about Facebook, uh, but most people aren't really talking about Facebook. It is growing, but most people aren't really talking about Facebook right now, so if you are really small and you're willing to put forth the work and effort, you might grow very fast and very quickly, very big on Facebook because it is still uh new and if it takes off if you get in ahead of the curve facebook could hold tremendous potential for someone who's willing to put in in the work and time to to dedicate to facebook so do look into that if you're new and you're and you're looking for something to explode on possibly i hate facebook i i can't i just can't do it and i don't have the time and i don't i don't i don't care i, I don't want to <laughs> i don't want to do facebook so that's why i'm not doing it so i can't speak to that but um Yes. Yes. What is my next topic? I brought up the hashtag hasty podcast because uh, there was a discussion I was having with Alex over on Twitter about how between the two, between uh, YouTube and Twitch, it does seem that the audience is different. And the grind is very different on both of them. Uh, we again, we were discussing the whole like grinding really hard on Twitch just to get to one or two viewers. Uh, versus grinding on YouTube to get the same thing. It seems to me, and both of us are a little biased. I'm I'm biased for sure because I started on YouTube long before Twitch, and I already got an audience from making videos on YouTube. So that by the time I did start making uh, streams, I had a subscriber base to potentially pull from to get kickstarted on my streaming side of things. Whereas on Twitch, you don't have that option. You don't have that ability to sort of like start streaming with an already pre-built audience on Twitch. You can have a pre-built audience over on YouTube and transition doing streaming content to Twitch and some of them will jump over from YouTube over to Twitch to help kickstart what you do. That's what Alex has done. And I, I bring up Alex. He's been on the podcast before. If you watched uh, two week, two weeks, two podcasts ago, I had Alex on the podcast, and we talked at length about a number of different things. Definitely check that out. Alex Duquette from Alex Duquette Music on YouTube, as well as AP Duquette over on Twitch. Check that out. He's someone uh, who doesn't do Let's Play content on YouTube. He does music content on YouTube. He does stream on YouTube, but not gaming content. Uh, so he has an audience on YouTube, and he was interested in possibly doing gaming content, and he made the very wise decision of trying not, of not muddling his YouTube channel with gaming when his YouTube channel is music. Uh, so instead of trying to merge those things and having a channel that does all these different things all smashing together, he um, decided to move his gaming streaming that he was interested in starting and trying to Twitch. That was a good move for him because that keeps his main YouTube channel cleaner it makes it uh, a lot more streamlined. People that are looking for a specific kind of content can come to his channel and not be confused by the other random stuff that's also on there. So it's cleaner. And it's smart to move over. Instead of just starting a whole new YouTube channel, he started a Twitch channel because now you're also diversifying your... It's kind of like diversifying your brand's portfolio, which makes it sound fancier than what it is. But basically what I'm trying to say is that if you put all of your entire... Uh, like career. If you're trying to build a career out of out of what you do, of, of these projects and that sort of thing, then imagine your career. If you put your entire career on one platform, if something happens to that platform, your career is gone. So he did a very wise thing 
of moving his gaming content over to Twitch. So that if anything happens to YouTube, he's got his Twitch. If something happens to Twitch, he's got his YouTube. Beautiful. Um, again, at the moment, no one's expecting either platform to go anywhere, but it's always good to diversify what you do um, in, in everything that you do, honestly. So he started doing that, and luckily, when he started doing that content, he made it very uh, visible to his YouTube followers to say, hey, I'm doing this thing over on Twitch. If you're interested in gaming content, if you're interested in streams, if you're interested in me doing that, follow me on Twitch. And now Alex is miles ahead of anybody who starts on Twitch for the first time ever, where you're doing that huge grind to get one or two people to watch you. Alex came over to Twitch, and he's already got... Like, on average, every time I pop into one of his streams, like, at least 10 people watching at a time. At least. I've seen as high as, like, 20 or maybe even 30 because he's been, like, raided or something. Like, it, it's, it's boggling my mind, and I'm very happy for Alex. And Alex, I know you're going to be listening to this because you, you listen to this podcast. You're doing great. Keep it up. I, I hope you find success on Twitch very quickly. You can probably afford to do the affiliate uh, contract if the contract makes sense to you down the line. And I look forward to uh, sending you my my uh, my g- Twitch Gaming Prime subscription every month when that happens. But um, he's nailing it. He's nailing it on Twitch right now uh, in terms of a new as a new Twitch streamer. He's only been doing this for like a month, maybe now. It's been a, a few weeks at least. I, maybe it's been a month. Maybe it hasn't. I, I don't remember what day started. Time flies. What is time? COVID has destroyed my sense of time. He's nailing it on Twitch. I've been doing gaming content, specifically gaming content between YouTube and Twitch uh, since 2012 for almost nine years now. I haven't been streaming for nine years, but I've been making gaming content for nine years. And when I when I was doing my Twitch grind, like actually trying to do my Twitch grind, I couldn't bring in an average of 10 viewers a stream. I couldn't do that. No one cared about what I was doing enough to do that. And Alex comes in here, like, having not done it before and just is, is nailing it right now. And I'm very proud of him. I think he's doing very well. And I hope that continues to explode. Um, and to be fair, I'm I'm not upset by that. I, most of my streaming uh, focus is on YouTube uh, as opposed to Twitch. So I'm not upset that I'm not growing quickly on Twitch. It is what it is. There's a number of reasons for it. But uh He's nailing it on Twitch, and I'm very proud of him, especially as someone who's not doing the uh, Twitch grind of streaming to Twitch every single day for six hours a day or something crazy like some people try to do. When people try to do their Twitch grind uh, because they're like, maybe they're in college or something like that, and they don't have a job, and they, they have a couple of classes, maybe they go to school part-time, right? And they get, they, they're done with school by two or three or four o'clock and then they just stream until midnight because they're you know a teenager fresh out of high school and they're like you know they're like 18 19 years old in college with nothing else to do with their time and they're spending six plus hours a day on twitch some people do that for days weeks months on twitch and make no progress and uh it's very sad to see that it's working hard and not smart, I guess. I don't know. I'm not the best advice giver for this. I'm not big enough on Twitch where I, I'm really, I have the authority to give that kind of advice on Twitch specifically. But it is sad to see when people put in that level of grind and see nothing for it. Which is why, again, I have to say YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Make videos. Make clips. Do something that isn't just streaming. Because breaking out and streaming... If, that, if that's where you're starting, if your starting point is making streams, breaking out in that aspect, even if you do it on YouTube, is very, 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 very hard. And 
only really matters. You're only really viable while you're live. So if you're live, people might discover you, follow you, whatever. But when you're not live, no one cares. On average, very few people care about watching stream VODs. People do it, especially if they already like you and missed a stream and want to go back to a stream. But that's when people already like you. When you're brand new, nobody cares about your VOD. So, so like doing a Twitch channel and then just uploading your VODs to YouTube and say, like, oh, that's my YouTube videos. That's enough. It is not. No one cares on YouTube about your Twitch VOD. No one knows who you are. Edit those VODs into videos. Make funny clip compilations. Do something with that content you just spent all day making. Do something with it. And maybe you can build an audience on YouTube that will help you build an audience on Twitch. Don't just do Twitch. This is why, like, between the two on my poll... It makes me sad that so many streamers prefer Twitch because I think that there is this romanticism that comes with Twitch where people are trying to break into the Twitch game but are completely ignoring all their other avenues and they're putting all their money, time, resources into one platform that doesn't necessarily uh, benefit them, especially as a new creator. Anyway, I'm going on a huge tangent about YouTube and Twitch, about the, the gains and that kind of thing. But that was the sort of topic I wanted to talk about. Um, is if you're a new creator, consider your multiple options and consider branching out and expanding and trying your different uh, sort of content. That's why that's why I brought up the fact that I'm I'm gonna attempt a VTuber stream here when I'm done uh, recording this podcast, just for giggles. I'm gonna attempt it on on Twitch. Do I plan on like completely shifting course and becoming a VTuber on Twitch? I don't plan on it. But at this point, my Twitch is worthless to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't pull in any viewership. I know it, it's not what I do on YouTube, but screw it. If it's more fun to do or more interesting and it gives me more fulfillment, then maybe that's what I'll do on Twitch. Right? Don't lock yourself into these bubbles where you're like, oh, I can't do that because I'm not a this. I can't do VTube content on Twitch because I'm not a VTuber on YouTube. Don't lock yourself in. You can do anything. Create con- Be an artist. I hate I hate how content creator, there's a reason why it is an apt phrase to describe some people. I get why it's apt, but I hate it because I think it locks people into this idea of, oh, I have to be a mill for content. I have to be able to churn out stuff to be consumed. And that is not that is not helpful to a creator. To, to an artist, create an art out of what you do. Uh, what you create might not feel like art, and some people might not call it art. You know, you might be making streaming stuff. You might be streaming to Twitch or whatever, and you're like, that's not art. And people that watch what you do, they're going to be like, oh, that's not art. Make it an art. Treat it like it is art, and, and, and learn how to make it your own. Don't just run the mill. Don't just stand on the tread... Stand- Don't just run on the treadmill, Right? Just, just going because the treadmill's moving. Moving forward just because the treadmill's moving. No, 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 no. Get off the treadmill and redesign the treadmill. I don't know. Do something. Make it your own. Make it your own. Um, I've just kind of gone on a rant about all of this now. <laughs> but I wanted to bring it up because I'm going to be attempting a little bit of that myself. And it's something that I'm constantly, constantly thinking about is how do I completely uh, change my perspective on what it is I'm doing to try to reach a new audience, to try to make my current one happier, how to uh, improve my craft or my art. Some people might prefer the word craft. Maybe your craft, your art, your whatever it is you do. And I wanted to bring that 
I wanted to bring that up. Mm. I think I feel like I had another point to make on the YouTube versus Twitch thing. Uh, because that was the topic I was gonna go into was YouTube versus Twitch. I think the other point I was gonna make, but I think I've just I think I've hammered it home enough right now, is just discoverability. Discoverability is just so impossible on Twitch. Um I, I mean you can do it, but it's 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 a mountain to climb. And it and for streaming it is on YouTube as well, but it gives you more options. I think I've hammered that home plenty. I think I can top, stop talking about that topic. The only other topic I wanted to cover from the hashtag hasty podcast. Uh, was a question I received. Uh, what initially enticed me to pull the trigger and start doing Let's Plays? Is there a definitive video or YouTuber that comes to mind? Was it something different? Uh, what what caused me to pull the trigger on that? Uh, what it boils down to, this is before streaming was really possible. Justin.tv might have been around in 2012. I don't know when it was founded, but I definitely had never heard of it. So streaming was not on my mind remotely youtube was the big banging thing especially for let's play content it was getting really big and popular uh in this sort of early 2010s ish area uh era i guess i could say and by the time 2012 rolled around which is when i started my channel i had left high school all my uh hobbies that were high school related uh which weren't like crazy many right so I was some. I was. I, I was someone who was very into the academics. I was a good student. I did my homework. I was very busy with school. But besides school itself, I was also um, into the sports. I played uh, baseball or golf, or I was in the Scholastic Bowl. I had a lot of extracurricular activities that I spent my time on. And when I wasn't doing my extracurriculars, you know, because if I was out of season or something, I would play video games. But you know whatever, typical high school student or whatever. I, I didn't have the really dr the real drive to create content around gaming at the time because I had other extracurriculars and stuff that I was doing. I left high school and all of that ended. <laughs> all of that ended. And I wanted a new hobby. I wanted a hobby that I could do something with that maybe was related to... <laughs> it's getting darker in here. I'm turning, I'm turning my lights on. <laughs> um... I wanted to get into a new hobby, and over the last couple of years, I had discovered this thing called Let's Plays on YouTube, watching Let's Plays on YouTube. I don't remember all of the people I discovered, because at that time, I constantly got people confused all the time. I used to get the Game Grumps and the, what were they called, the Super Gaming Friends or something like that? There was this duo that did games together. I don't remember if they were friends or brothers. I... I Truly don't remember. I got them confused with the Game Grumps all the time. I don't think they're around anymore. The Game Grumps are. I don't think the other two are around anymore. Um, PewDiePie, I used to get confused with Tobuscus. <laughs> I always thought they were the same person or I'd get them confused. I was stupid. I was pretty new to YouTube. I didn't, I didn't discuss, I didn't, I didn't have access to reliable internet until 2009 anyway. And I st that was when I discovered YouTube. It was 2009, all right? And at the time, I watched cat videos and music videos and, and, and like, parody music videos, uh, the, the viral stuff. I didn't really watch gaming. It was just, like, a, a thing where it's, like, you'd watch a random whatever. Uh, I think the, my first interaction with gaming content on YouTube actually came from the fact that once I had reliable internet, I also discovered RuneScape. And I spent a ton of time on RuneScape in 2009 and 10, especially. 
and I was really into the community there, and I realized that there are RuneScape videos on YouTube, and I used to watch a bunch of RuneScape videos on YouTube, which wasn't necessarily Let's Plays, but a lot of other types of content um, that were like tips and tricks or parodies or music videos related to RuneScape. Um, and I don't remember the names of any of those creators now. Mo like, almost all of them were under the Machinima brand. So, um, Machinima being a, uh, um, an MCN, a YouTube MCN that, uh, now in, in the era that we live in now, we know was probably pretty toxic to the community, but at the time was ne necessary to make any kind of brand or living off of doing YouTube at the time. So Machinima sucked for a lot of people, but it was also necessary for a lot of people. So I remember watching a lot of Machinima videos, but not understanding what Machinima was because I was new to it all. So I didn't really know the names of the creators that were creating the videos, which is quite a shame because I have no way of knowing who they were anymore. But that's kind of what got me into gaming content was the fact that I was playing RuneScape a lot and that I was watching RuneScape videos on YouTube. And eventually, as I got less interested in playing RuneScape all the time and I started watching more YouTube, I, I don't know, somehow I started discovering other Let's Plays of people playing other games and being stupid, uh, especially PewDiePie in the early, early days laughing at him screaming his god dang mind off playing like Happy Wheels or Amnesia, uh, of getting into arguments with barrels in Amnesia. What a wild time that used to be, the screaming Swede, dude, when no one knew who this guy was and people weren't worried about his politics or if he was racist or something. Back, times were simpler, man. <laughs> Even Tabuscus, who, like, I don't remember what the heck happened to him. He self-destructed because he got into a scandal or something like that. Back then, you know, back in the day when he was making stupid videos. Yeah, God, times were simpler. But anyway, um, I don't know if, oh, the Yogscast. I, I have to just throw that name out there as well. I got into, when Minecraft started getting bigger and I got into Minecraft in 2011, it might have been t late 10, but 2011 when I started getting into Minecraft beta something. I don't remember what the version was. Um, the reason I got into Minecraft at all was because I randomly came across the Yogscast's uh, Shadow of Israfel series. And what they did with that series, it starts off at like a regular Let's Play of any game, and then it turned into this huge narrative. And I think it blew my mind what was possible in that game. And I got the game and not even understanding exactly what could be done in the game. Me being confused about some of the characters in the Yogscast series, I thought were like legit NPCs that could show up in the game. I was, a, I was, I didn't even understand what was happening. I'd never seen content like that on YouTube that told that kind of narrative through gameplay. I'd never seen that before. And I'd never seen a game like Minecraft where what was possible in it I mean, it, it, go, like, every, it goes without saying now what you can do in Minecraft. Everyone knows it's insane what you can do in it, but we take it for granted. At the time, in like freaking 2011 or whatever it was, this was unheard of. It was unprecedented. So the Yogscasts were hugely instrumental in my uh, interest in uh, Minecraft, but then eventually YouTube as well in doing YouTube because what they could do with a game so blew me out of the water and I don't do anything on that level myself but I, I at one point in time definitely aspired to I just didn't have the skills to and I don't think I have the skills resources or time to now either uh, I probably could but I'd have to like change a lot of what I do but basically they they were a huge inspiration um, as well into me eventually when I left high school post uh, er, in 2012 into saying you know what I love what they do I love what these other creators do as well. I want to do this as well 
or at least I want to, it's not that I want to do this for a living necessarily, I want to try this as well. And the more I tried it, the more I fell in love with it. Uh, I don't remember all the stuff I did in the early days. My first game I Let's Played on YouTube was Slenderman. Uh, that got really popular from uh, PewDiePie playing it. I think that was the first creator I saw play. Other people played as well, Markiplier, etc. Other people played Slenderman as well. I think PewDiePie was the first person I saw play Slenderman, the Slenderman and the Eight Pages. And I was hugely inspired by that. I had my own version of it. I played it. You can't watch it on YouTube. It's private. It's a bad video. Don't try to watch it. I think it's private. It's so bad. Anyway, I tried doing that. I did not have the technology. I did not have a good microphone. I did not have a computer that could uh, play and record games at the same time, although I tried. Um, it's very bad. And the more I did it, the more frustrated I got with the, with my limitations. And the more frustrated with it I got, the more of a challenge it became. The more of a challenge it became, the more I enjoyed it. So so in, in a weird way, I'm kind of a content-creating masochist where when things don't go my way, I don't run away. I keep doubling down and trying to figure out how to freaking break the system. Not that I'm good at that either, but um, the more I fell in love with doing it, and it became my post-high school hobby, basically. And I threw myself fully into trying to expand it into something that I do, something that I craft, something that I kind of consider to be a part of my art, or at least one of the many things I now do and take on. So what caused me to pull the trigger? It was mostly just to fill a void. Um, it was also a bad time for me. Late, late 2012, when I was entering college, it was kind of a bad time for me. Uh, that sort of post-high school, early college like depression that hits a lot of students uh, was hitting me pretty hard. I was really busy with school, not happy with my... Uh, uh, classes, not happy with my performance, not happy with my major, not happy with my life. Uh, the relationship I was in was pretty rocky. Uh, <laughs> I say pretty rocky. I mean, it did not work out. So there were th a lot of things going horribly wrong with me um, around that time. And YouTube helped to fill a void and give me happiness uh, when what was going on in real life was not providing that for me. So it filled a void for me at the time. And what caused me to pull the trigger? It was that. It was the fact that there was a void that I needed filled. Uh, creatively, and I think for my own uh, mental sanity. Is there a definitive video? No. Minecraft and, and and Slenderman, maybe those types of videos. A specific YouTuber, the Yogscast are a huge part of it. PewDiePie is a huge part of it. Um, Game Grumps and the other two whose names I literally can't remember were a huge part of it, as well as a number of other people whose names I, I and faces are just gone now. Um, and that's what got me started into YouTube, which... Fast forward many years later, when people started uh, streaming more, when streaming became much bigger, and I started getting a little bit more ambitious, eventually I started integrating streaming into my content as well. Uh, did not have the resources and technology to run streams either, but that didn't stop me. And now I uh, pretty routinely make video game Let's Plays and streams all the time. I'm not making enough money to call it a career or a job, but it's still something that I'm very passionate about doing and finding a way to do more of it constantly. I have new passions as well, like this podcast that allows me to sort of have these discussions with all of you in a way that completely takes out the gaming format from it. I really enjoy doing these podcasts as well as all my other different projects that I do. Um, just constantly filling voids constantly filling voids and things that I want to do. And instead of just always wanting to do them, chasing after them and trying to figure out how to make them possible. It's, it's a challenge. It's like a puzzle. It's not easy. And I, I enjoy uh, tackling the challenge, basically. Whether I'm successful at it or not is moot point. I like doing it anyway. 
some people don't have creative or constructive hobbies. Some people just like to watch TV, shows, movies. Some people are quite happy with when they're not working. Their, their like hobby is more or less the consumption of some kind of media. That's totally fine. It's not for me. I can't stand watching TV anymore. I, I don't watch long series. I, n- I hardly ever watch movies. Uh, the consumption aspect of it has never uh, interested my brain. My brain requires tackling challenges and solving puzzles. And for me, content creation, if that's what we want to call it, tickles that itch for me. And so that's what I do. Anyway, this podcast has now officially gone on for long enough today. I'm going to wrap it up right there. If you have other uh, questions, comments, or topics that you'd like me to maybe discuss on the podcast, use Twitter, uh, do the hashtag HastyPodcast, and tweet it out there into the world, and I'll see it. You can also directly tweet at me, at Weston Hasty. Um, but definitely probably include that hashtag as well because that is how I can search up those tweets at a later date when I'm trying to remember what the heck anyone discussed. So use the hashtag HastyPodcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below as well. Um, I'm available for anyone who's listening or watching this anywhere. I'm available on any of your favorite uh, uh, podcast streaming sites, uh, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, I'm available in those places. I'm also available on YouTube. Search up A Hasty Podcast at your favorite streaming source. And uh, follow me on any audio source or uh, subscribe to me on the YouTube. We're trying to grow this podcast as well. If you'd like to support me monetarily or financially, patreon.com forward slash Weston Hasty is the place to do it. Um, And I'd appreciate that because I'm trying to, again, I'm trying to grow and expand what what I can tackle with these things. Anything else that I can discuss before I go? Uh, did I say what my Twitter handle was? It's at Weston Hasty. I don't think I said what it is. But um, my YouTube ch- uh, channel where I s- s- uh, stream is uh, Magic Man Mo. You can watch that on YouTube or on Twitch. I have a YouTube channel for vlogging that I sometimes post to. I'm behind on content, but it's Weston Hasty. You can search that up as well. I should have links to all these things in the descriptions below. I know that the descriptions on my on like Spotify and stuff get really jumbled up. I'm trying to figure out the formatting. I'm really bad at it. It's really it's a mess down there, but it's down there. <laughs> I apologize. Um, that's gonna do it. Thank you all so much for watching or listening, whatever you've done. Thank you so much for liking, commenting, subscribing, or whatever you can do if you can do it. Whatever you're doing, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. I'm out of here. Bye.